0: Go on the normal radio Free weed Free weed oh, Danny Danko come to show you how we grow
1: You're now tuned into Free weed from Danny Danko On normal radio Presented by High Times Magazine Simiase, boom bang Big respect
0: Simiase, Danny Danko
2: Welcome again. Thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong. Check them out on SoundCloud. This is High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny
1: Danko, episode number 38. Michael, thank you. Thank you. That's Danny Danko. I am Mike Hughes. This is Free Weed, episode 38. And you can find us online in various places. You can follow Dan on Twitter, at Danny Danko. Yeah. I'm Mike Hughes, at Mike Hughes underscore. And, of course, we have a Facebook page. We have freeweed uh, at hightimes.com, where you could email us. So. That,
2: that's a new one, actually. The new hightimes.com. We just finished up the uh, the home of the Free Weed podcast at hightimes.com freeweed.
1: Right. The The email address is the same, but Dan is right. Uh, there, there's a bunch of new episodes, or I guess old episodes, that are newly up on our new website. So check that out, hightimes.com freeweed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you can comment on the episodes there at the bottom uh, with with your Facebook profiles and whatnot. It'd be nice to get a bunch of comments and 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 uh, you know get a dialogue going
1: maybe about some of the content of the individual episodes that would be cool and you guys you'd be proud of Dan he he went back and actually uh, put all those old episodes up himself so we were all very proud of him for taking on that project yeah yeah I wanted to have a nice home on the
2: new site so uh, that's going to be that until we until we have the full podcast network thing going but uh, it's coming it's coming so yeah I mean we're there we're on the cutting edge now um, cloning shows and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and rooting them and and putting them out there to uh, to get hang people out high. in the sunshine and get people high yeah. and grow free weed. So That's right. Um, yeah, what do we got going on? I guess um, we've got Amsterdam. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about uh, we're going to Amsterdam.
1: We are going to Amsterdam. Yeah, we'll explain that a little bit. Uh, we also have the San Francisco Cup coming yeah. up, which we're is gonna exciting. going to talk
2: about the San Francisco Cup. We've got uh, a couple of news stories uh, we're going to chat about. We have as a special guest uh, this time. We have Aaron uh, from DNA Genetics. Uh, That's cool because we had we had Don we had on Don previously. on. Yeah, we've never had a chance to talk to Aaron. He's been on some of the seminars and stuff that I've done, the grow uh, cultivation panels and stuff. But it'll be nice to have him uh, to chat about DNA, about Reserva Privada, about how they seem to win every contest that they have ever entered with their pot and. Uh, So that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to
1: talking to him. And we'll have... Yeah, I thought thought they were on a hot streak for a while, but it ceases (laughs) to be a hot streak when you just win every single time. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, I think they're celebrating
2: a full 10 uh, 10 years of that. So um, we'll talk to him about that, talk about the past, talk about the future, talk about cultivation, growing. How do you grow pot that wins the Cannabis Cup time after time after time? Uh, We'll talk to him about that. We're going to talk about... Uh, our strain of the week. We're going to talk about watering, uh, proper watering. A lot of people, uh, even though it sounds like a simple thing, you, yeah, a plant needs water, you water it. A lot of people make mistakes over watering, under watering, and frankly, watering improperly. There's, uh, there's a number of techniques you have to get down and depending on different mediums and stuff. So we're going to get into the, the details of watering and we'll take some questions and answers too.
1: Well, well we'll take questions but we will give answers that's right. right and then we're going to come back and wrap it up so what do you say we take a little break and then, uh, then we'll come back,
2: back. alright welcome back it's episode 38 so uh, I am here Mike is here we're both here and we're not going to be here next week. We'll be in Amsterdam.
1: That was nice. Wow. Yeah, good segue there. <laughs> uh, yes, we are going over to Amsterdam. My first time going there in the spring. Mine so that's too. Exciting. Yeah. Mine too. I'm always there actually, in November.
2: Yeah. I've been there multiple, multiple dozen times, but uh, never in the month of May. So that's that's exciting. The tulips will be uh, out, and yeah, so the weather you... is I've heard is nicer.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you say? You uh, you explain a little bit to the listeners what we'll be doing over there. Well, we're working on
2: an interesting project which is free weed related. It's a uh, basically an audio tour of coffee shops and sites and seed companies in Amsterdam uh, from uh, from a toker's perspective. You know, like uh, something that you listen to as you're walking from shop to shop and then uh, tells you a little bit about the coffee shop or the place that you're visiting and then you pause it and move on to the next one and you can uh, pick and choose which spots you go to and, and sort of
1: like the Rick Steves kind of uh, yeah trap. yeah so you know we're gonna get to uh, you know go to a bunch of different coffee shops we'll probably speak to a few of the owners of mm-hmm. those shops and uh, yeah it's gonna be an interesting project I guess obviously at some point this um, walking tour of these coffee shops will be available to anybody. But yeah. I think uh, initially we're probably going to give it away with the Cannabis Cup ticket. Yeah. So it's sort of a nice little companion if you're going to Amsterdam, particularly the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little thing to have, a little guide. Yeah. So, yeah so yeah.
2: we're doing that that should be fun uh we're over there at a nice time and uh
1: and one of us i think is not going to make it back from that trip i'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure i don't know who it's gonna be but it's, you said
2: you're going to paris or something
1: yeah yeah All i'm right, gonna well. i'm gonna check paris out a little after the uh yeah
2: so and then next month uh june 22nd 23rd is our bay area cannabis cup i believe this is the fourth in the bay area Yeah, we did our
1: very first ever Medical Cannabis Cup in San Francisco, and this will be our fourth time uh, doing a a big old cup there, so Mm it's exciting.
2: This one's the same location as last year, Richmond, uh, the Craneway Pavilion, and tickets are on sale now at medcancup.com if you want to attend that event. If you're in the Bay Area or nearby or just want to check out a cannabis cup, you haven't seen one, um, that's a nice trip to book again medcancup.com has the info there's already uh info on scheduling and and uh the craneway pavilion uh, if you're staying nearby i recommend uh you know any place in berkeley or um uh, emeryville or oakland san francisco richmond that whole area so yeah marin
1: <laughs> are we just naming bay area cities yeah san jose Hayward, mm, that's out there too. Union people, City, Fremont.
2: Yeah, if you, and if you're out in the, uh,
1: you know, I'm I'm from uh, Union City.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: Way back when. Mm-hmm. 100 years ago. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that'll be exciting. Go to to uh, medcancup.com for more information about that. Yeah. And, uh, what do you say we talk a little about some news that's come up there? There are two uh, stories in particular I think we should discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? I
2: do, I do. One of them uh, has a personal connection for me. I knew one of these guys, and, and now they're saying that uh, um, the three people that were murdered in this uh, in this case in Boston uh, may have been murdered by these bombing suspects, Tamerlan and Jokar, uh, who ended up going on to do the Boston bombing, but now they're going back and saying that this, uh, this unsolved triple murder that had happened a couple of years back uh, was possibly done by these guys, and yeah,
0: that, um, Bobby right. Black and
2: makes a very compelling case on our website at HighTimes.com uh, that you know the authorities are now looking into this because there was connections between them and these guys. And um, well, let's
1: let's swing back here just to lay a little of the, uh, in case you you don't know, um, it's connected to Hitman Glass, right? So that's that's right. sort of the High Times involvement with this,
2: right? Well, yeah, one of the guys that was that was murdered in this. Uh, was a partner of, of Doug's from Hitman Glass. They were, it was Eric Weissman, and it was uh, uh, him and two other uh, gentlemen that were were in this house at the time that this thing happened. And for a long time, we've been very baffled about what how this could have happened to somebody, you know, that that nice of a guy. You know, I knew Eric pretty well. Um, he was a great dude and wasn't the type of person that things like this um, would be happening to. So we've just been baffled, so. Uh, You know, maybe they can find more evidence that says that they're looking into some of the genetic evidence that was left at the scene, and they're gonna probably talk to the the brother that's still alive and maybe figure out um, what happened in this situation. Because we've just been like numb with disbelief at that this could happen. Very Um,
1: very strange and and brutal uh, crime. You know. Yeah, it happened
2: on September 11th, uh, 2011, and there's all these other reasons. I I mean, I won't get into all the details, but you can check it out at HighTimes.com. Um, you know, it's a story that we're basically kind of on top of because, uh, you know, there's a connection to our community. So um, and, you know, the personal connection to us. So uh, it's interesting to see how this is going to pan out. It's nothing's really decided yet. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence, um, nothing directly yet to like, you know, specifically say they had to have been the ones that did it. But um, the circumstantial evidence is substantial. so
1: That's a very uh, comprehensive breakdown sort of that, that Bobby Black does on the site. So mm-hmm. do uh, check that out on hightimes.com. I yeah, and,
2: and, and you know, our, rest in peace, Iraq, uh, Big E, man, because that, that was a good dude and he didn't deserve, none of them deserve what happened to them. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's a measure of something that to, to know that, <clears throat> you know, that these guys did, may have done it and if we find out that they did it, that we, at least we know, uh, you know what went down and, and who these people were that did this. And
1: yeah, at some point, if you are a friend or family of somebody who who is uh, murdered this way, you just want that closure. So hopefully yeah, we get that.
2: You want to know what happened. I, that's really what I want to know. Well, what happened? Why did this happen? You know, like none of it made any sense ever. So, uh, you know, the people said wrong place, wrong time, drug deal gone wrong. All of that stuff didn't really make sense in this case. And. And if it winds up being these these two dudes, you know, from this bombing, then you can see how evil these dudes must have been to be able to do all that type of stuff in the name of some religion. So
1: yeah, the drug deal gone wrong kind of falls apart. It says here that, right. that seven pounds of pot and $5,000 in cash yeah. were left there. So yeah.
2: yeah, it doesn't sound like that. And it was very brutal what, what, what went down. So uh, but we have good news, too. What's the uh, what's the good news side of things?
1: Well, you know, if you've been following uh, pot busts in New York uh, particularly in New York City you know it's been a real problem ridiculous we are the
2: pot bust capital of the world it's it's 50,000 a year typically uh, pot busts that end up going through the system you know it's not like you're going to go to Rikers Island or or, uh, anything but it's a waste of everybody's time a waste of tons of police resources uh, just an utter waste of everything
1: Yeah, it kind of came in under Giuliani as a way to run people through the system. So they had to go in, they'd get fingerprinted, and, you know, if you got caught on a Friday, you were staying until Monday. Yeah,
2: yeah, real bum-out for a lot of people. A lot of peaceful pop people had to go through this um, really humiliating experience that uh, only, you know, we only know too well here in New York of uh, riding in the back of the van until the van is full and then, you know, getting dropped off with all these, you know, um, questionable characters and the central booking and having to go back and and, and plead this and that and tell them you're, how bad you were and you know and a lot of times the cops are kind of dicks about it too they're not very they're not super nice they're kind of like making jokes at your expense and 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 really. Kind of laying in on people. Well,
1: it sounds like you have a pretty good idea. This—were you, were you ever arrested?
2: I haven't. I haven't gone through the New York system. I just have too many friends that have. We've had people on the show. Rob Cantrell has been through it. He's got a whole, uh, a whole bit about, uh, you know, his experiences uh, in, in it. And, and, and you know, not to compare it to some kind of other, you know, um, amazingly traumatic experience that people go through. But there is a certain amount of trauma that you go through when you have to, you know go through that experience especially over something that's so so trivial as your possession or consumption of a flower it's all so very silly but having to go through that experience and and being strip searched and and spending time and having your shoelaces taken out of your shoes yeah I mean we've all suffered through that and you know most of us that are activists it's it's part one of the reasons we do what we do Um, but the news is that the arrests have gone down
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There has been progress. Our governor, Andrew Cuomo, here in New York, uh, he's aiming to decriminalize pot possession and get rid of that really pesky pot in public charge, which is behind the stop and frisk arrests. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a little loophole in the law. So basically, uh, arrests have gone down in New York City uh, and in New York as a whole.
2: Yeah, it looks like uh, 40,000, a little over 40,000 uh, in 2011, down from 52... In 2012, there it's down from 52,000 in 2011. So, um, you know, 22% yeah. less arrests is a good thing. Uh, zero arrests would be a better thing. But they're and, expecting
1: another 20% decrease this year, so that would be 42% down from 2011. <laughs> so that's well, very hallelujah. helpful.
2: New, yeah. a- New Amsterdam, you know, it's like, you know, a no-brainer. Let's definitely get, you know get it legal here
1: all right well those are the big uh, news stories if you want more news um check out the news hit we're going to cover more stories in depth but that's what's going on so we'll leave you on a a positive note those arrests are going down in new york
2: yep all
1: right so uh, what do you say we take a little break come back and talk to the a from dna
2: yes aaron from dna will be our guest to talk about cultivation breeding and more All right, welcome back uh, to episode number 38 of Free Weed, and we are honored to have as our guest Aaron from DNA Genetics. Welcome, Aaron.
3: Hello from sunny California. How are you guys doing out there in New York?
2: Great, great. Uh, Weather's getting better. It's finally springtime, and, uh, yeah, we're actually – we were just talking about it, but uh, Mike and I are on our way over to Amsterdam next week to uh, do some – some audio, some video, some phot- photography, and uh, we're going to see your your partner Don over there.
3: We get we got some exciting things to show you when you guys get there. Awesome, yeah, looking awesome. forward
2: to it. Looking forward to that, and uh, we've had him on the show. We've never had the pleasure of having you on the show, although you've done some of the uh, the grow seminars with me, which have been aired. So, um, thanks for taking some time and coming on to the Free Weed Show.
3: It's my pleasure, Danny. You've always had our backs uh, since day one of DNA, and. We have your back from day one,
2: no, at that's... DNA.
3: So, I'm I'm thrilled to be on your show. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. And like I said to you in person, whatever you need, we got you, buddy. <laughs>
2: wow, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate that. I've I've had the honor of watching your company grow and and watching you guys enter contest after contest. And and you know, uh, we were talking about that too earlier. It's like you know, you win a couple. it Could be a fluke, but it seems like you guys win every single contest you enter. And uh, I believe you're celebrating an anniversary or a milestone at this point, too, right?
3: Yeah, uh, we're going on ten years. Wow!
2: Congratulations. And, uh,
3: everything, uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's almost been a fairy tale story, to be honest. Moving out to Amsterdam. Our plan was uh, when we moved out to Amsterdam to win the Cannabis Cup in two years and actually two years later after being in Amsterdam we did win the Cannabis Cup and ever since then things you know uh, we've been climbing the ladder and yeah. we've built our house and you know it's a yeah it's a it's a dream come true you know and, and thanks to High Times for all the publications and all the publicity and and everything you guys have done for DNA it's uh we have much
2: respect yeah well uh you guys earned it, you know, so uh you know win after win after win is undeniable, and the fact that uh you know you guys really actually made a lot of people step up their games in the seed world because um you really came in correctly and and had uh quality products and quality uh you know customer service and you know uh you stand behind your work, which is uh pretty impressive and so um let's talk a little bit about uh some of that uh some of those strains that that you uh you won with in the past maybe uh a little bit about the l a confidential or the chocolope uh those are two that just come to mind in particular as uh as really strong uh dna winners
3: yeah no problem um you know l a confidential uh you know that the, the Affy clone was gifted to us by our friends out here in California. Um, it was held on very closely by our friends in the Moon Tribe family, and um, yeah, it, you know, it was brought into this world by a couple of our friends. One of them, well, her name was Blue. Uh, she had passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah, it's it's really uh, it's really an honor to have such a great strain brought in to our family by close friends of ours and for us to put it into seed form and create LA Confidential Mm -hmm. and uh, it's uh, you know it's it's a powerhouse strain it's very medicinal we've had multiple emails saying that this strain is keeping their kid alive or their father alive and wow. helped them through pain management, uh, helped them eating. I mean, it's, uh, it's a brave, I know, uh, little cash hide was also, uh, on, uh, an oil with using a LA confidential and a couple of LA confidential crosses and, mm. Wow. you know it's it's very touching to us when we hear that uh Rick Simpson also uses l a confidential in his r s o oil wow and you know just to have you know that type of feedback, I think it really makes you stand back and and look and say, you know you really are making the difference. you're not just selling seeds, you're mm-hmm. actually helping people survive, you're helping people through major times of illness and ailments it's uh it's it's a beautiful strain uh don and i still love it it's still one of our favorite things to to smoke although i'm on a right now i'm on a, a month right now i haven't smoked anything wow i'm being good <laughs> i'm training um it's not because of health reasons or anything it's just you know Every now and then it's good to take a break. I have, you know, I'm not a, mama didn't raise no
2: quitter, so I'm not done. <laughs> but, cool, cool. But, and uh, was, was, uh, LA, Con- uh, was, was the, LA, was,
3: was that, was that? It's like, you know, it's in our, it's in our hearts forever, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Was that, uh, was that the one you, that won the first Cannabis Cup?
3: Yeah, LA confidential. That was the no, Conf- LA Con- uh, the first Cannabis Cup, well, LA Confidential won our first award mm-hmm. in any, anything that we ever entered. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we entered, and LA Confidential came in third at the High Times Cannabis Cup. I believe it was two
2: thousand four. Wow! Cool, cool.
3: And and then in two thousand five, we entered LA Confidential as an indica, and Martian Mean Green as a sativa, and Martian came in first for sativa, and LA Confidential came in second wow. for indica. But LA Confidential, LA Confidential has won the Cannabis Cup. It was just renamed by another seed company. I won't name the name of the other seed company. Uh I won't even tell you well, I'll tell you the strain name. It was called Mount Cook. The grower's name was the grower's name was Ron. Uh but it was the, they it changed the name
0: mm-hmm. okay.
3: of our variety and it did win, but it didn't win under our seed company name, but it did win.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, assuming it's someone business sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh assuming someone has purchased uh your genetics, um what's it gonna take growing them out to get you know cup winning quality uh buds out of it?
3: Uh, you know, honestly, we like to say you're gonna get cup winning bud out of every pack of seeds that you're gonna get. you know we we don't try to make people buy multiple packs of any variety. We try to make uh, every seed pack a winner, and we look at it as for- first and foremost. We look at it as what we're gonna, what we want. Don and I,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and if if it doesn't produce what what we want, when you buy when you crack one seed pack, then it's not really up to par, and then we'll just keep working on it.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: La Confidential, you will get uh, two to three phenos out of it. And, and most every single time you get a winner, Okay. You know? Well, and I've had people who've gotten one seed free with their order from, I won't mention the seed bank's name, but they get, you know, they get a freebie seed and out of that one seed, they have had something that they've kept around for years now.
2: Wow. Cool. So
3: to us, that's, you know, that's a, that's a true winning variety. It's right. a true winning seed company, you know, It's uh, that's what every seed company should strive for is you buy a pack of seeds and in that pack of seeds is what you're selling,
0: mm-hmm. not right. a
3: dream.
2: Right, so assuming the person has a pack of seeds, um, what are the kind of grow techniques that they'll need, um, what are the important things they should be thinking about as they're growing out, uh, let's say a DNA or a Reserva Pravada um, product? In order to get it to the quality, you know, where it's connoisseur quality, um, you know, as far as grow techniques, assuming that they have the seeds.
3: Right. I mean, uh, on a personal level, I think Don and I would both say organic is the best.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, uh, you know, whether you use of nutrients or advanced nutrients or... You do ganics, There's there's so many different nutrient companies out there. There's mills that pays the bills. There's all these different seed com- uh nutrient companies out there. You know I would say don't over fertilize your plant. Uh, keep your pH in check, and uh, and flush and flush properly.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it really comes down to flushing is when you get the best tasting, the best burning, the white ash. Uh, you know flavorful tough quality flowers you know and not having your room too hot of course or your tent too hot Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
3: it's about giving your your plant as much love as you can and when you give your plant enough attention and enough love your plants will give back to you it's like growing tomatoes it's you know the more attention you give the more love you're going to get and you know I can say it's like raising a child you mm-hmm. know the more love you give your child the more love your child is gonna give you back of course there's gonna be those rough moments but you still got to give love and then you get you get those moments where it's it's all love back
2: cool cool well at uh, at our last cup in Denver um, I noticed you guys on stage and a number of times it was under the banner of Reserva Pravada um, and that I believe was the tangy so uh, Can we talk a little bit about uh, what what is Reserva Pravada and then maybe get into a little bit about the Tang as well?
3: Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, Reserva Pravada started back, I want to say 2006, I believe.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, I think it's about 2006, maybe 2005, 2006. Um, It started off basically as a bunch of friends were on like overgrow and and sites like that before it went down and they produced seeds and when I would come back home to California my friends would always be like here's a shitload of seeds Aaron you know and I'll be like well that's like you know I don't need that many seeds to do a project so and they, But they kept on dumping multiple seeds. Purple Wreck was one of these varieties. And, you know, there was shitloads shitload of seeds. And we came up with an idea, all of us, to create something that was like a co-op. And the co-op uh, was basically a bunch of different growers who produced seeds and gave the seeds to us. And, you know, there were so many seeds that we could actually – put them in a the packaging and sell them so we came up with the name Reserva Pravada us and our friends mm-hmm. and they were all the breeders of these products and we, we the name Reserva Pravada uh, you know the the private reserve came up and we felt like you know this is our it's other people's work it's not mm-hmm. DNA's work
2: right? so it's a way to showcase and, some of your friends uh, breeding talents and stuff that you didn't uh, directly produce yourselves.
3: Exactly. Right. And some of those varieties are still around today, although some of these people aren't around, and they don't breed anymore. Mm-hmm. So, we keep the variety going, we keep the seeds going, and we still keep it under the Reserva Pravada label.
2: Okay, and... Uh, and,
3: so it's like it, and so it's like, it's, it's not DNA's work.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
3: the collective of growers work and right. people always get it confused like, oh it's just DNA. Well it's it's not just the DNA DNA are like the distributors.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? And the guys who created the name, but they're not the guys that actually do the work, you know, to and create created the the, seed, the mm-hmm. seeds or bred the seeds.
2: Right. So uh tell me a little bit about the tan the tangy
3: is a Callio skunk hybrid. Um it's uh created by one of our good friends, Tanji, uh, the Tanji man. Um
0: how do you get that name? He
3: brought it out to <laughs> us uh it on June thirteenth it will be exactly one year. One year that wow. we've had Tanji in our possession. And in this one year of Tangy, it's won, I, I think, six awards <laughs> in, in eight months.
2: Right. And for flowers and for and, concentrates, right?
3: Yeah. And, and, and there's a huge hype about it, you know, and the hype is real because it is probably one of the most terpene-filled strains you can find. And... Uh, you know, I have to give all thanks to the Tangy man because it was, you know, it's his work. And, you know, the seeds are going to be coming out very shortly. Uh, I I believe when you guys get to Amsterdam, you're going to be seeing Tangy seeds.
2: Wow. Cool. And uh,
3: the sour Tangy, which is sour diesel across Tangi, And those will be feminized. And then right about Cannabis Cup time in November, you'll see the Tangy regular seeds come out. Um, through hard hard work and breeding from our friend the tangy man wow uh, he has he has the male and actually there's a sister to the tangy that is if if you guys thought tangy was flavorful you haven't seen shit yet
0: to be honest <laughs> wow.
3: the sister to the tangy we're going to call super tangy it's not a super silver cross it's it's just a sibling to the tangy
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it is beyond tangy flavor and smell and taste. Wow. It's yeah, it's it's super. I don't
2: know, what other amazing, super uh, beyond. <laughs> wow. Beyond
0: the above. Cool. You know,
3: and uh I think that's exactly what everybody's going to say as soon as they see it and smell it and taste it is
2: fuck. <laughs> How can they go beyond tangy? Wow. How
3: can the terpenes get even more than that? And yeah, I think you know, ter- it's uh yeah, it's it's a terpene plant.
0: Mm-hmm. You wow. know,
3: it's it's that limaline That le, you know, it's that limonene. Mm-hmm. That wow.
2: Yeah, that it's, sounds.
3: It's flavor. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's that you citrus. Know, it, that it citrusy. Actually, really funny because um, in 1995, uh, we had tang- tang- the real tangerine dream. I don't want to get it mixed up with anything that's out now that's called Tangerine Dream. Mm -hmm. But it was the real Tangerine Dream back in 1995. And it kind of vanished for, yeah, until last year. And, you know, nobody could find it. Everybody was missing that flavor and smell. And one of my friends, the Sergio, would always be commenting on, oh, this smells like the and I'm like, no, Serge, this this isn't the Tangine, you know? This isn't the one. And Last year at the Cannabis Cup, uh, the Tangie man said, you know, we're friends. And he's like, I have something I need to show you. And I'm going to bring it to the cup. And he walks over to me and he's like, I, I want you to smell this. And I go, and like, if you saw my face, mm-hmm. I had a grin from ear to ear because I was like, oh, my God. This brought me back to 1995. Wow. And I immediately took it over to Sergio. And I go, here, smell this, you know? And, and you know, when you're at one of these cups, you have like hundreds of different nugs coming at you, left and right. Oh, check this out, smell this and this and this. Well, and I already had given him plenty of different stuff to you know to smoke on at the cup. And I go, here, smell this, tell me what you think. And he just threw up, his, he knew exactly what it was. He threw up his arm and he's like, the tangy, it's back. <laughs> and, And it's back, and I, you know, I did the same thing with Be Real and uh, the boys over at the Be Real Radio Show because I've known them for a very long time. Uh, We go back a long, a long way, and Mm -hmm. and I go, I go, B. I got something I want you to show. I want to show you, and I gave him a nug, and I go, tell me what year this brings you back to, and he's like, 1995, Tangerine Dream, and I go. You're spot on. You know your shit. Wow! I go, next time I see you, I have a gift for you guys. You know, and I gifted them the clone. And yeah, I gifted it to them the next time I saw them And to this day, they're lo- they're loving the tangy It's one of those. It's one of those varieties that just stick out, kind of like the chocolate does, you know. But it's in a different, different uh, terpene range. I would mm-hmm. say. You know, chocolate is like a flavor and smell bomb, also.
2: Right on. Well, speaking of the Chocolope, uh, you guys have this new strain called Chocolate Fondue, right? Uh, And that's the cheese with the chocolate?
3: Yeah, the Exodus cheese, which is a 1988 skunk number one, the Afghani Fino, Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
3: that you would call roadkill skunk back in the day, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, it's, it's the Exodus cheese. I'll you know uh, i'm friends with Scat and sam the skunk man so i like to just call it what it really is is skunk number 1 mhm and uh yeah it's uh the exodus cheese crossed with the chocolate and uh we also have like the the chocolate kush which is the kosher crossed the chocolate wow and both of these varieties are like yeah inc- incredible incredible taste the the chocolate Kush, the chocolate Kush is—you uh, can get a hold of uh, Ramo from Advanced Nutrients. It's the biggest plant in his grows wow. right now. It's you know it's uh yeah the chocolate is a, is a good breeder. Uh, it seems like it was just yesterday when when we did the selection. You know, it was one of those plants where you would come home from seeing the room and. It was originally it was labeled as D line. It was the letter D, mm-hmm. because whenever we start out seeds, it's either numbers or letters. And I would I would come home to my wife and I'd say, "Man, that D, that D line, it, it's it's a winner, <laughs> you know." And and yeah, it is. And, it, and, yeah. and it, you know after we did the selection, it, it's the winner. It still is a winner. I mean. I don't know. You've seen it entered in the cannabis cup time, uh, a bunch of times, and probably uh, two or three of the times that you've seen it entered, it hasn't been trimmed.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I
3: pulled off the bandies, and that's as far as I went because it was so good that I felt like I could prove a point with it, you know, mm-hmm. and not really trim it and see if it would still place in the cannabis cup, you know. Mm. And I believe. Yeah. But both both times I didn't trim it it came in second place.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, anytime you're on po- on the podium it's a win. Right, right. You know. It's well, still a win. You've so, been
2: you've been up there a lot of times. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's in a, in a limited amount of time. I mean, you think about 10 years and all those awards, it's pretty impressive. Uh, you guys have this limited collection out now, too. Um, this, These are packs that are limited to, like, less than 2,000 packs of certain strains?
3: Yeah, it's uh, up to, uh, to 2,000 packs maximum of the one variety, and it's a one-time thing. You'll never see us do it again. You'll never see the seeds ever again unless all, you know, like— we have some of the packs at our shop, but I'm glad you actually brought that up because uh, you know that that's you know that's a something that no other seed company has done yet is a limited line.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And what we've we proved to our distributor that regular seeds still do sell. One, mm-hmm. two is that a limited line will also sell. He's like, oh, it's never going to work and I tell you what, he he's thanking us for doing it because <laughs> we sold out of the Limited line in probably one week of time, of part of the Limited. Wow. And, yeah, it, it was an amazing response from the people, and, yeah, and, and we're going to keep it going. I think we're going to start doing collabs now, which we haven't really... We haven't seen other seed companies work with other seed companies so much in mm-hmm. the past. Since DJ Short and uh, breeder Steve from Spice of Life, mm-hmm. it's been it's been that long since you actually seen you know
2: real collaboration.
3: Seed companies come together, and yeah, that's what we that's what you know we're going to want to do. We want to work with Simon. We want to work with Scott from Rare Dankness. You know, uh mm-hmm. James from Loud Seeds is a really nice guy. We wanna work with real people who do real work, you know, and don't bullshit the community and don't think they're gods. We right. Don and I don't look at ourselves as we're the we're the kings of cannabis. I mean we have a we, we kinda have a a collaboration with greenhouse. They use our lemon skunk in their in their super lemon haze and that is a phenomenal strain. Mm-hmm. I give it up to them. It is a beautiful strain. A lot of my friends grow it. Uh, we have a mother of it, you know. Um, but you know, working with real people, with real breeders, and people who don't think they're gods of the community, I think that's what it's all about. Don and I feel like we are the same grower. If 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 you grow, we're just like you. We're no. Just so happens we happen to have a seed company. Doesn't make us any different. We don't try to teach anyone and you've seen this at our grow seminars over the years we don't try to teach anyone how to grow because everybody has a different style that gets them to the same end point
0: mm-hmm.
3: we just try to say hey you know what flush your flush your cannabis uh that's you know one of the most important and show your and show your plants love
2: yeah okay um, well, if people want to find out more information, they can check out dnagenetics.com, just the letters dnagenetics.com. Um, you can read up about uh, various award winners such as cantaloupe haze, cataract kush, chocolate, cold train, um, the holy grail kush, the kosher kush, um, L.A. Confidential, lemon skunk, Martian mean green, all the uh, amazing Varieties that you and Don have uh, been able to put together. We are talking with Aaron from DNA Genetics. Uh, Aaron, you got any shout outs or anything you want the free weed community to know about?
3: Yeah, I want to. I want to give a shout out to my partner Don in Amsterdam right now. He's taking care of his brand new child. Uh, bless up to my brother. Yes, I wanna congratulations, give a Don. Shout out to the TG man. Uh, I want to give out a shout to all our reserver crew. I want to give a shout out to all our fans and family and the dna army out there in every state uh the army is growing um you can find us on instagram at, at dna genetics we're on twitter dna genetics uh facebook dna genetics amsterdam uh and uh yeah now we have a new clothing company out here in california it's called dna amsterdam los angeles <laughs> and uh you can find our our clothes at Urban Outfitters, Chili's, Zoomies, um, on Karma Loop. Uh, it's a growing company. Um, you can see us on the Instagram on that also. It's DNA Amster, uh, under, DNA underscore Amster underscore uh, LA. And uh, yeah, you know we're we're looking to the future. Uh, Don and I are both family men, just like you, Danny. <laughs> And uh you know,, uh, yes, you know the, we we all we're always looking forward, you yeah. know, uh, and we're always creating. so it's it's a never ending process for us, you know,
2: right on, right on.
3: We, we love what we do.
2: Cool. Well, I appreciate it., uh, We should mention that there's a promo going on right now at Genetics dot com where you can buy one DNA pack of six and a Reserva pravada pack of six and get a pack of limited edition training day seeds. Uh, six seeds for free. So check them out on the website. Uh, Aaron, thank yeah. you so much for joining us for the first time here formally. Thank you, Danny. We don't sit, we don't
0: ship seeds to America. Right. We don't break the federal laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Google if you need to find our seeds. Just Google who sells our seeds, and you guys will be able to get our seeds
3: out there, uh, out wherever you are in mm-hmm. the world. And uh, if you come to Amsterdam, please stop by our shop. Uh, we're opening up a clothing store right across the street for our new clothing line. And, and you've picked this up a lot, too. So much credit to you. Much love uh, to you and the family and to the
0: High Times uh, family.
2: Right on. Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, we will be back with our cultivation segment in a moment. Thank you. Hey, you guys, as always, FreeWeed is brought to you by BC Northern Lights. Now, what do they do? They make a premier grow box, several different options, also with touchscreen controls, all kinds of state-of-the-art stuff. Everything's automated. Everything is simple, and you can have FreeWeed yourself at home with these grow boxes. They've got uh, deals for FreeWeed listeners, too. So if you mention the show, you mentioned Danny Danko, you mentioned FreeWeed, you mentioned Mike Hughes they charge you more (laughs) they charge you more if you mention my q so don't do that but mention the show and you will get a hundred dollars off shipping um some free nutrients for six months all kinds of deals that they have bcnorthernlights.com and bcnorthernlights at 888-236-1266 toll free get yourself a grow box and some seeds and you'll never have to buy pot again call them All right we're back uh we're doing our cultivation segment right now right
1: and as usual that starts with the strain of the week strain of the week we got a, a good one this time cherry lopez yeah
2: cherry lopez from uh, our guest uh, kyle cushman and buds and roses if you're in the los angeles area check them out um i believe they're in sherman oaks but uh yeah cherry lopez this is a really interesting uh interesting hybrid it's uh Well, it's from Cushman, like we mentioned, he uses uh, eco friendly, veganic method of growing, which I think is really important. And yeah, um, this is from Cushman Genetics, uh, 60 to 65 day indica dominant plant, which is bred by crossing Jurassic haze back to Adonai Cush, that's from Shiloh, the Adonai. And so uh, Jurassic Haze was the first generation cross of the Adenai and Cushman's signature strawberry cough variety, um, while Adenai Cush is a cross of silver tooth, which was super silver haze crossed with sweet tooth number three, and a very rare Russian Cush, um, I believe called Russian, not because it's Russian, but because it's from the Russian river area of California, uh, NorCal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I really do like smoking the Cherry Lopez. It's strong and it tastes great. Um, that first toque really has great fruity notes, uh, as my colleague David Beanestock noted on our website uh, in his write-up of the Cherry Lopez. Uh, then there's like a pleasant musky undertone. And uh, it's got that indica lineage, but some of that strawberry cough, sativa rush. Uh, and you know, when you smoke a lot of it, it's very warm and fuzzy, very nice. Lab results put the Cherry Lopez at 21% THC and 1.5% CBD, which are uh, pretty impressive numbers in both categories. Anything over a percent of CBD is good, and anything over 20% THC is phenomenal. So,
1: um, yeah, Cherry Lopez, man. Great strain from uh, Kyle Cushman. I don't think I've ever seen Cherry Lopez either at the cups or just, you know, around. Really? So, yeah. How huh. um, how would you describe you know, how it hits you, how it tastes?
2: Uh, you know, I'd put it less on the fruity side and more on the uh, kind of spicy side of things. Um, the cherry's there, but really it's the the musky, spicy, kind of incense flavor that it has um, that I'm intrigued by. And um, Dave, actually, they, they had it for that their photo shoot with Nick Offerman uh, from Parks and Recreation. They made sure to bring something good for Ron Swanson <laughs> and... Uh, yeah so i really do like it it uh hasn't won any awards yet but uh, hopefully it will you know sometime soon for them if the, if they're lucky and um check out buds and roses if you're in la um
1: you can check out their website too we uh we're and happy that to. nick offerman story uh, if you want to check that out that's the may issue of high times i, I believe? believe that is the
2: may yeah. issue of high times yeah we're Very getting cool some to pretty fame. interesting people um in the interview slots these days people are A lot less afraid, I think, of, uh, you know, uniting themselves with cannabis and coming out and saying the blatant truths about uh, this wonderful plant. So that's great. And so thanks to him and uh, recently noted that Billy Idol did a benefit with Cushman and Buds and Roses for the uh, um, dispensary uh, bills that are upcoming. And that's great. And, you know, we just we need more of these people who take advantage of uh, cannabis and all its great uh, wonders to speak up and uh, not be afraid and i think it's great when people do that and i really do uh i appreciate that whenever somebody uh takes a little bit of risk and and so kudos to them
1: absolutely so very cool um that is the strain of the week and i'm not even sure why we call it that at this point because (laughs) it's really the strain of the fortnight strain of the fortnight yeah but what do you say we move on to the cultivation tip of the fortnight and uh, this is an interesting one because like the flush, like a lot of things with growing. It's something that seems very simple, but it, it is often mishandled and mm-hmm. it can ruin an entire crop. Absolutely, and we're talking about watering.
2: Uh, when to water, how to water, uh, it, it, it is of utmost importance. And I, I do find overwatering quite frequent. Uh, underwatering to a certain extent, but overwatering is, is frequent and, uh, you know, it's tough to bounce back from if you do it for too long and it can cause all kinds of problems in your root system if you do it too often. So uh, yeah, I mean, the general notes on watering are different for different mediums, but the idea is cannabis roots like a wet period and a dry period, and uh, they don't like to, a a, a very prolonged wet period, and they don't like a very prolonged dry period, but they do like to go back and forth. You know, this is how they absorb oxygen. You know, they need the new, they need the water, they need the nutrients that are in the water, They also need oxygen to thrive. So that's why you want to have a nice, loose mix, whatever you uh, might be using, a soilless mix or or anything like that. You want to go uh, pretty heavy on the perlite, the vermiculite, things like things that are going to make it an airier airier mix. If you want to throw a bunch of grow rocks in there with it, that's great too. That creates pockets of oxygen that roots can really rally around. as far as watering, uh, a lot of times, uh, some people I know really like to water from the bottom and that requires uh, basically filling trays and letting the plants uh, containers sort of and the roots absorb the water uh, as it works its way up because uh, they have a wicking action, you know, roots and soil wet uh, dry soil will suck up wetness from below. So and that's a good way to avoid having moisture in that top, you know, couple of inches of your medium where there's not a lot of roots in that area, but you can be creating a home for bugs by keeping that area moist all the time with top watering. So um, think about watering from below. Uh, Another mistake I see a lot is people watering with cold water. You are shocking your roots. Temperature of the water is important. This is for soil or especially especially hydroponics. But for soil purposes, uh, yeah, you could be thinking, oh, it'll It'll warm up, you know, under my lights and, you know, the room is hot. It'll warm up. But when you put cold water onto roots, you are shocking those roots. And they they are shocked. They take time to recover from that shock. And all of that is time that they're not taking in uh, oxygen, taking in nutrients, taking in what they need to do for photosynthesis to work. So never use cold water when you're watering. Um, Let it come to room temperature at the coldest. And, you know, lukewarm, uh, certainly never hot, never even really lukewarm, just kind of room temperature is perfect. And with hydroponics, you never want the water to get uh, hot. And a lot of times the pumps will heat that water up. Uh, if you're growing hydroponically in the summer, you're going to need chillers to cool your water down uh, in a lot of situations. So think about that uh, temperature of the water. Another thing I see is after uh, some mixes have been watered time and time again, they get really compact. Uh, when they dry out, they kind of uh, creep in from, from the outside of the container, and then you get that like I oh uh, uh, water and all the water just kind of like pours down the sides of your, your mix and doesn't actually soak into your, your medium. It just pours out the bottom. Well, you actually haven't watered your plants at that point. You put water on top of the soil and water came out the bottom of the soil but nothing got wet in between. It's a strange phenomenon, but it happens a lot. And uh, a lot of times that happens if you have hard water and that sort of thing. If you see white uh, salt buildups in your containers or on the outside of your containers after you've watered, a lot of times that means you've got hard water. So pretty much any water you use, if you're using tap water and that's not reverse osmosis or anything, at bare minimum, you have to let it sit out for 24 hours uh, to dissipate some of the chlorine and things that can come out as it sits because there's a lot of that in there and that's going to eventually harm your plants as for hard water if you find that the water sits on top of your of your ma- medium for a long period of time before it soaks in uh, that you have that issue at that point point. and it, it's as simple as just adding a little bit of dishwasher detergent and this can't be like the scented crazy dishwasher it's got to be like legit like you know dove or whatever with no perfumes or anything but you add a drop of that just a tiny little drop of that to your water uh mix that in and you'll have uh it'll it'll soak right in you know it'll soften it up and it'll soak right into your medium so um that's a little a little giveaway for uh for people who are having the issue where the water just sits on top uh, and never seems to sort of absorb into their soil Uh, you also avoid, you avoid that by bottom watering as well. Um, let's see, what else is it about, about watering? Uh, if you're, if you're growing hydroponically, you know, your, your roots are in that water. That's what they sit in, or that's what they're sprayed with. So you never really, you want to replace it. Ideally, you want to replace it typically about weekly. Um, at worst, you know, every two weeks, you within every two weeks, you have to take all that out and replace replenish it with fresh water, fresh nutrient solution. Uh, just change it up because after a long period of time, it's just going to get spent. And you're going to keep adding and subtracting and, and pH variations will start happening. And you just sometimes you just want to start over fresh with a fresh batch of uh, solution. Reverse osmosis is great if you can afford it. Uh, it really does. It takes your water levels from you know, t- typically about 350 parts per million in, in plain water, I don't know, it's different everywhere you go, the pH and the, and the parts per million. But uh, what reverse osmosis does is it removes everything. So you just start with a blank slate, you have very, very low parts per million of, of any sort of uh, minerals, salts, or anything, and then it's a blank slate, you paint your picture on it. Uh, so whatever nutrients you add, whatever pH up or down, you might add, Is all going to be the the newest thing in that water, and so, yeah. uh, Anything else about water I can think of, Mike?
1: I hope not. That's (laughs) that's more about water than I ever thought there possibly could be. You know,
2: you think, oh, watering plants. You know, step one, pour water on plants, and you know, step two, wait and do it to do it again. But uh, you'd be amazed at how uh, complicated it is. How many things can arise. Uh, how many people make the mistakes that I mentioned? Cold water, uh, letting the water sit in their reservoir for hydro for a month without changing it, um, things like that. You'd be amazed, and it really does make a huge difference. If you're talking to people who win cannabis cups, I mean, they're people who use reverse osmosis water or they use distilled water. Or they, you know, there's always there's always attention paid to the details, and so this is another thing that you have to pay attention to. Uh, when growing plants indoors or out, is how often to water as well. Let that top, if you're top watering, let that top couple of inches dry out. Um, you don't want to see the plants wilting. You want to catch, you want to catch it just before, you know, anything starts to wilt. But if you do see it wilting and you water it, you'll pretty quickly notice that any of the wilting will bounce right back. So better to err on that side than to overwater and create uh, a whole really bad situation in your soil when when it's just sitting soaked for days and days,
0: yeah,
1: absolutely and it, it seems to me that that line between being you know a grower and a, a elite, really excellent grower mm-hmm. is attention to detail like right. that you know yeah, um, we
2: didn't even really talk about pH, but if it's uh, if you're watering uh, for soil uh, six point zero, six point two, six point two you want to pretty much balance it out at that and you want to do that after you've added your nutrient solution. Uh, or your nutrients to the water, because they will affect the pH uh, either up and down as well. Uh, in hydroponics, you can go a little lower, you can go five 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 seven, 5.7. Uh, but, you know, consistency, maintain it, don't let it get out of hand, and you'll be fine.
1: Okay, well, there you go. And you could find a lot more about that pH on hightimes.com, several grow articles there. So just do a search for that. And um, that should answer most of your questions. So thanks for the tip of the fortnight. And now let's go to uh, my favorite part of the show your questions answered by Danny Danko on air you can get us uh, on Twitter at Danny Danko at my cues underscore hashtag freeweed or if email is your thing freeweed at hightimes.com so what do you say we jump right in all right let's do it first question is from Edwa maybe Edward but he just didn't finish the RD anyway uh edwa says will citronella plants keep bugs away from my crop now that's a that's a common uh question people have a lot of problems with pests getting into their gardens and they're looking for a fix that doesn't involve chemicals that's not going to ruin their crop how about citronella all right that's actually a good question uh
2: unfortunately the only bugs uh that citra uh, citronella plants actively repel are mosquitoes uh mosquitoes are good to not have in the garden so um you know if you have an issue with mosquitoes in your outdoor garden or especially in your indoor garden uh, citronella plants uh, which are a type of geranium uh, will help you but if you're looking for companion plants uh, indoors for cannabis gardens i recommend uh, marigolds which which will help uh, keep white flies away also uh, peppermint which helps deter uh, aphids and dill which discourages spider mites so uh, if you do want companion plants, try marigolds for white flies, peppermint for aphids, and uh, dill for spider mites, and uh, citronella plants are great. But like I said, they're repelling mosquitoes, so they're not going to necessarily repel
1: a lot of the vegan or vegetarian pests that eat our plants. Okay, excellent. So hopefully that helps you, Edouard, and uh, good luck with that. Let's move on. Uh, Colton writes... When switching from veg to flower, should I immediately switch from metal halide to high-pressure sodium lights?
0: Uh,
2: yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you, if you have the opportunity to be using those two types of uh, high-intensity discharge light systems, um, I would switch right when you uh, change the fla- the light cycle. Just switch the bulbs to high-pressure sodiums. A lot of people do prefer high-pressure sodiums for the flowering period. To me, the truth is you can grow uh, flowers under metal halides if you're stuck and you can't get the uh, high-pressure sodium attachment or, or it's too expensive. You know, you can do it under metal halides. It, I've seen it happen a lot. Uh, um, but, yeah, if you want to make that switch, you might as well do it. When you change the cycle to twelve twelve. the plants will respond. Uh, they're starting their flowering cycle. It'll, it's nice to do it all at the same time rather than wait a week or two until – Uh, little puff balls start forming to switch the lights. I mean, that's what you would do with the nutrients. You sort of mildly uh, and gently uh, transition them. But with the lighting, just switch it all up at the
1: same time. All right. And Colton has a follow-up question. He actually prefaces it by saying, I randomly thought of this while stoned one day, but here we go. I've been thinking about how fast lights come on. And since the sun gradually comes up, should I turn the intensity on my lights up gradually to mimic the sun when it rises? I've never read anything about this, but it seems like it would put less stress on the plants. What do you think?
2: I don't think there's much of a difference. I mean, uh, most HID lights take a few minutes to get to their optimum brightness. They don't just immediately pop on super bright. So I don't think there's any reason why you'd want to bring them in uh, slower than the couple of minutes that it takes anyway. But a, if it makes you happy and you have dimmable uh, ballasts, uh, you know, go for it if you want to sit there and uh, slowly dim it up and down. But I I, <laughs> I don't think it's going to make uh, much of a difference. I, I don't believe that the plants are, are too shocked by that. They, they're expecting light after darkness and how quickly it comes on or off I don't think is super important. And like I said, it, it's pretty gradual with HID lighting anyway.
1: But that is an interesting thought. So thank you, Colton. All right. So last question. Once again, uh, at Danny Danko on Twitter, freeweed at hightimes.com. If you like email, this question comes from Mike. Mike writes, I live in an area that usually gets its first frost around September, late September. I have a plant growing that takes 70 to 75 days to harvest. I was wondering, is it possible to induce flowering early on an outdoor plant? If so, what would the outcome be? Okay uh yes it is possible but it does require work
2: Uh, you would basically need to uh, use a process that we call light deprivation where uh, rather than allowing the plant to get the full you know 18 hours or so of summertime light or let's say 16 or uh, 17 hours of sunlight per day you reduce the amount of light that the plant can get for in a 24-hour day period to 12 hours so uh, you can pick any 12-hour period as long as the other period, 12 hours, is dark. And basically, you cover the plant for the time that the light is shining that you don't want it to hit the plant. And you have to do that over and over multiple times, and that's called light deprivation. Uh, you can't really miss a day either because if the plant gets a full you know 16 hours after a, a run of 12s, it's gonna immediately get confused and switch back over into vegging. So you have to remain diligent and there's ways to do it in greenhouses with uh, you know, solar powered winches and automatic uh, timers that can open and shut uh, these darkness chambers. But if you're gonna do it by hand with an outdoor plant, you really have to have something that covers it up and keeps light from hitting it for the certain portion of the day Uh, that you want to divide it up into 12 hours light 12 hours dark if you do that for you know let's say a month before uh, flowering normally starts to happen which is you know typically late July early August uh, you'll be able to get your 75 day plant harvested before you frost your other option is you can extend the season longer by putting the plant in a greenhouse type situation where Yeah, it might be a frost outside, but the plant is warm enough to finish its uh, ripening process past, you know, the time allotted by your geography. So um, there's two different options you have. You can extend it uh, the flowering period, the beginning of the flowering period, and then, um, you know, the plant will be further along at a certain point. Or you can extend the end of the flowering period by keeping the plant warm. Even though uh, it's cold outside.
1: All right. So you have some <laughs> options, Mike. Hopefully that helps you out. And uh, if you would like your grow question answered on Free Weed by Dan, get us on Twitter at Danny Danko, at Mike Hughes underscore, or email freeweed at com. Yeah. And hashtag freeweed too, because, uh,
2: you know, we kind of want, we want to own that. We want to, like, you know, be the free weed hashtag. And there's lots of other stuff that goes out on that hashtag, of course. Uh, mostly women who are dating dealers. (laughs) They seem to love the free weed hashtag. Everybody likes free weed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, well, is it
1: free if you have to date the guy to to get it? (laughs) I guess you are paying in a a way, yes. But uh, thank you to Edward Colton, and Mike. It is a perk if you want to use that term. All right, Uh, so that was the cultivation segment. What do you say we take a little break, and then when we come back... We'll wrap up the show, but we'll also give away our yeah. the Cheech and Chong animated movie. Cheech and movie. Chong, stick around, because we're going to give away the Cheech and Chong animated
2: movie Blu-rays that we talked about uh, last fortnight in episode 37. And we're going to give away three of those to three lucky listeners who uh, commented on the SoundCloud page so,
1: he uh, said Soundcloud. Yeah, Soundcloud. Soundcloud. Sound
2: cl- no, they commented on the SoundCloud page, <laughs> uh, and followed the instructions to enter the contest, which we love. We got eleven comments, which is more than uh, usual for our episode, so we'd like to keep that up. Please comment. Please, uh, you know, participate in our social media experiment with this podcast because it helps spread the word. We'll be back to wrap it up. All right. Welcome back. We are wrapping it up with Raw. This is the wrap up for Free Weed episode number 38. And we were going to do this uh, giveaway, right? The uh, Cheech and Chong animated movie Blu-ray.
1: Yeah, I, I misspoke uh, last fortnight. I, I said that we were going to give five away. Uh, we were only sent three, so we're going to give three away. And uh, we have the uh, the winners here so yeah let's get it started the first winner
2: yeah the first winner is the f- i believe the first commenter logistics z on uh on soundcloud he wrote uh cheech chong giveaway i need to win this man i slept in a ditch last night almost froze my balls off man scene was classic an oldie but a goodie and then uh has a lemony punch <laughs> <laughs> which which if you listen to the little uh, easter egg on last week's uh, last fortnight's episode uh that's pretty funny i uh did not even know that was being recorded so
1: yeah sorry thanks about that. mike for yep.
2: surreptitiously recording <laughs> me bad-mouthing my own writing uh well anyways okay logistics z yes logistics uh, you have won one so we'll get in touch with you through soundcloud and uh um you know figure out where to send that and get your that. info yeah send that out another winner i like uh cool dj elect uh cool dj that's, that's
1: cool dj d D-elect. dialect cool dj dialect. dialect you're right there we go yes cool, right. DJ cool
2: dj dialect cool dj dialect he wrote hello commenting right now for a cheech and chong blu-ray I love Cheech and Chong and High Times. Just started listening to this podcast. It's the best. Please keep it up. So uh, we love that. Positive reinforcement. Thank you very <laughs> much. We do appreciate uh, getting some kind words. and, and
1: but We also uh, like negative comments. Yeah, so that brings do. us to our third winner.
2: Yep, yep. Shout out to Cool DJ Dialect. You won. We'll contact you on uh, SoundCloud. And yeah, our last winner is a bit of constructive criticism here. <laughs> uh, Mr. Frank Malley. Wrote uh, this wasn't my favorite episode, but I have been listening <laughs> from the very start. Uh, fav- favorite segments are Ask Danko and the Cultivation segments. So please hook me up with a Chichen Chong DVD. Well, Frank, uh, it's a Blu-ray, uh, but we will hook you up with it. It is a Blu-ray. It'll work. It works in in your you know uh, video sporting sort of machines, right? Your video sporting <laughs> <things>? <laughs> what are those called? I don't know. Players
1: like, Blu- a, like a DVD player? No, like a like a xbox
0: 360 oh yeah or,
2: yeah it yeah. should work in uh right. in your
1: playstation that, that right. supports PlayStation. blu-ray i believe yeah. yes
2: so thank you frank uh sorry the episode wasn't up to to your uh favorite sort of likings but uh you know you can't you can't love them all i guess but thank you for the
1: uh for the comments and an honorable and mention i think has to go to rucco uh, he went on for a little while here but he closed with this uh, once I got so stoned, I fell asleep on the Staten Island ferry, and every time I woke up, I was in or on my way to Staten Island. This happened three times before I made sure to keep my eyes open. It took two hours before I got off the boat. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Actually, check out the whole
2: comment by Rucco. It's very funny. But um, okay, only reason yeah. he didn't win, he did it just a uh, couple days ago, three days. Um, we wanted people to jump on there quick and get the comments on, but re- thank you, Ruko, uh, for the funny stuff.
1: Yeah, thanks, everybody, for, for participating. We hope to give out more stuff in the future. So, yeah, keep yeah. an ear out for that.
2: Yeah, man, uh, we're going to give away a ton of stuff. I got, uh, I got those green lights that you can uh, use inside your grow room. I got a few of those to give away from Stealth Grow. We got a bunch of stuff to give away. So uh, if you're not here to learn how to grow and you just want free stuff, we got stuff for you, too. <laughs>
1: That's right. I want free stuff. Yeah. Somebody hook me up. I like free stuff. Everyone likes free stuff. Yeah. Free weed. Free weed.
2: Yes. And this has been Free Weed episode 38. This is where we wrapped it up with raw papers. And thank you very much. Thanks to uh, Aaron from DNA for coming on the show. Thank you to uh, Jacques and Winstrong. Check them out. They made the song. Um, Thank you to Mike Hughes, (laughs) the producer. The super producer who uh-huh. produces this and other podcasts on the High Times Podcast Network. Various podcasts. Yeah.
1: You and... guys are you listeners to other podcasts that we put out? We've we've got a couple other ones. So why yeah, don't then... you write us and tell us what you what you listen to or what actually I'd like to know what you would be interested in hearing. Like what would be a good idea for a podcast? uh for us to put out so let us yeah. know what you're thinking i want to come on
2: jen's music stash and and talk about uh pot etiquette and celebrities getting celebrities high and it's a cool idea musicians what's the what's the etiquette there All right of, because
1: uh, as a as the cultivation editor for high times i imagine that that you always have to be sort of carrying whenever you go to these concerts or well, performances yes
2: of course that's part of it's it expected yeah, you of ha- you. it's expected that when you're there you know uh you know, if if the, if the if the situation arises where you know a joint can be lit or a bowl can be sparked, you know, you're expected to have that joint or bowl ready. So there's that a lot you of know.
1: responsibility there. a Lot yeah, of
2: pressure. Yeah, But once you kind of you, once you get it down, it's pretty easy. You know, uh, celebs are people just like us. They they want a connection. They're in a town that they don't know uh, too well. You know, For, you know, rare is the celeb that like has a pot person in every town or whatever so you know they're in a situation where they're looking for something and if they're you know susceptible to the charms of of high times then you know then you got to take it to the next step and uh, yeah it's fun we'll talk about that on jen's show at some point and i've been on the news hit uh that's your news show that you've been putting out which is great and a great way to keep up with uh marijuana news
1: but definitely keep an eye, keep an ear out, I guess, for that uh, pot celebrity etiquette uh, segment on mm-hmm. an upcoming episode of The Stash. And yeah. uh, oh, what do you say? Should we go get on a plane now? Yeah, we're
2: going to go to Amsterdam. We'll uh, we'll be back uh, from that for with Free Weed episode number 39. We'll talk about uh, how things went in Amsterdam. We'll preview the San Francisco Cup a bit more. Uh, hopefully we'll have the music nailed down and we'll have more information about that for anybody that's coming for that and we'll talk about a lot of pot growing stuff and have a great guest and we'll see you then all right cue the song
1: bro all right free Free weed. weed episode 38